0: Hello all, this is Noah Finko with One Thing Led to Another, introducing episode 6. Yes, I am alive. I apologize for my lengthy absence, I didn't plan for it to be this long, but as it turns out, not sure if you all know this, college is pretty difficult, and you can get a little bit busy when you're at school, a lot busier than I thought, and you'll think I would have learned that in my ninth semester of college, but apparently I did, not but I am back, I have graduated, I am done, and I am super excited to be able to work on my podcast once again. And another thing of note, I was given the distinct opportunity to actually speak at my commencement ceremony for graduation. You can find a transcript of that speech on my website, again, at noafinko.net. And you can also find a video of it on YouTube. If you just search my name on YouTube, you'll find my channel. Again, search my name, Noah Finko, on YouTube to find that video. It's also in the transcript on my website. And with it, I bring a couple of announcements. First and foremost is that I will be adding a new section to One Thing Led to Another, or a new type of episode, rather. I am going to be calling them read-alouds, and what it is, it's just basically me reading aloud one of my short stories, poems, or any other works that I feel I should share in the audio format. Um, I figured it'd be a good opportunity for some self-promotion and to mix it up a little bit with... The shows, and also sometimes the interviews with authors and writers can get a bit inconsistent, so it'd be a nice way to act as sort of filler. Another announcement is that I will be now writing under the pen name N.T. Finco, I just thought it looked better. Might as it's a little bit pretentious, but I'm just gonna go ahead with it. Um, so be on the lookout for that, I suppose. And then. For episode six, I'm super excited for our guest. We have David H. Reese. He is a science fiction fantasy author, most widely known for his Chronicles of Fid, with the first book of Fid's Crusade and the second book of Behind Distant Stars. It is a really humorous and incredible take on the sh- superhero genre. Uh, his main character, Dr. Fid, is fantastic. He's hilarious. He's compelling. And I highly recommend you all give that a read while you can because the first book, again, Fids Crusade, was the winner of the science fiction, fantasy, and horror category of the 2018 Publishers Weekly Book Life Prize and has received praise from several famous authors, including the Hugo Award-winning author Tim Pratt, as well as praise from Casey Finn from Reader's Favorite. In the interview with David, he touches on uh, when he made the decision to pursue writing a novel to expand from writing short stories. He also talks a little bit about the importance of outlining and the importance of self-promotion. As you can see, I took a little bit of that lesson to heart with my own little bit of self-promotion at the start of this. But I will take no more time away from the interview with David. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your patience. We are almost over 300 downloads, which is way more than I thought we would have ever done. Again, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and be sure to head over to my site at noahfinko.net. You can also find me at ntfinco.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. This is One Thing Led to Another, and here we have David H. Reese. Wonderful. So I think the best place to start off is if you could give us a little background as to who you are and how you became a novelist. Okay.
1: Uh, My name is David Reese. I am a uh, software engineer in my day job, but uh, a longtime science fiction and fantasy uh, devotee in my, uh, I guess, secondary career. (laughs) <laughs> I've been uh, reading and writing science fiction and fantasy uh, for as long as I can remember. About uh, about a year and a year and a half ago, I guess I decided to get serious about writing a novel instead of just short stories. And uh, I began a fantasy novel and ran into some problems and decided to take a break from it and write something else instead and uh, just as a little fun side project i started a superhero fiction piece called and which eventually evolved into *Fitz crusade my first published novel so and the original plot pro- project is uh, on tap and will be completed eventually but for now it's uh, superhero f- fiction all the way <laughs> superhero prose
0: Wonderful. So could you take me a little bit through Fid's Crusade and how that novel came to be?
1: Well, um, it's, it actually did start again as a short story. Um, when I was young, I read uh, James, uh, no, John Gardner's uh, book about Grendel, which was uh, Beowulf from Grendel's perspective. And ever since then, I've been fascinated by the antagonist thought process in any adventure story and i was thinking when i looked at the superheroic prose that realistically it's the villain that always starts things moving and you know, they, they try to take over the world and the hero has to stop them so the villains are really the proactive characters and so i thought that would be an interesting way to approach the genre and uh, then I started getting into the mindset of why someone would be like that what what really motivates them uh what um, their backgrounds, their thought process their uh, morality and so I really decided to do a deep dive in that uh genre, try and approach it from a completely different uh side than most people look at these superhero universes.
0: Interesting. So, when it comes to trying to take a completely different approach of a well-known and beloved genre, what are some risks do you think uh, when it comes to taking that sort of approach?
1: Well, you have to respect the fans. You know, you don't you know don't want to poke fun at them, at their expectations, and their uh, the things they love. So, what you really need to do is understand um, what they enjoy and try and give it to them. But then change uh, in in a different way, because if you try and uh, you know try and do something completely new, the fans of the genre aren't going to to appreciate it in the, at all either. So what you really need to do is find something that appeals both to new readers and to people that love the genre already.
0: excellent, so. So when I was looking more into your novel, a lot of the praise comes from the point of plot. And a lot of people talk about how your novel takes a lot of unexpected turns. For aspiring writers, do you have any advice as to how they can make sure that those turns are unexpected, but not to the point that they're unbelievable turns? Well,
1: um, one I'd say be very trope-aware. You know, you, you should know your genre well and figure out what is the, I mean, the normal way that something would um, proceed from a given point. Because there are standard plot lines, especially in a, in a genre like superheroic prose that has been around uh, with new issues put out in comic book form every month for dozens of titles for decades. So there are patterns. you need to be aware of the patterns, and instead of trying to um, break away and do something again uh, off the wall, what you need to do is look at what the way things do occur in those other, those existing tropes, and figure out well, what if someone did something different here? So you have to look at the way things, these these standard plots and try and figure out where they can be pushed off to the side instead of starting from scratch.
0: Okay, and then and then a question I ask every fantasy or science fiction writer I've spoken to is, how do you avoid getting bogged down by world building or getting into that rabbit hole of building a world rather than writing a story?
1: You have to be very aware that uh, the reader is uh, needs to be emotionally involved. They don't care about what happens unless they care about who it's happening to. So it all has to be character oriented and focused on the character's actions and um you know, definitely write the, the world. Build it up, keep notes of everything that's happened, everything that happened before your character was born and everything that's going to happen for the next hundred years if you need to. But, as far as the what you put to paper, it really needs to be uh, focused on the things that will keep the reader emotionally involved in that character's adventure. Because the, uh, beyond that, if uh, it doesn't matter how clever your plot is, if they don't care about um about your protagonist, if they don't care about your villain, if they're if they're not emotionally engaged, they're not going to care about the uh the world per se. Mm. Mm. So, I think that's really the answer I give, I would give is um do the world building, but see it through your character's eyes and don't let the page reflect um your being enamored with the world instead only show how your character interacts with the world
0: so then on the topic of character how did you go about developing your lead character of dr finn is he based in someone you know in real life is he a culmination of a lot of people you know or did he come out of asking a lot of questions of what would this type of person do
1: well, he's not based on any one on any people I know. Instead, he sort of evolved from a character in that I originally wrote for another science fiction story, um, a brilliant inventor who was very uh, he was a tragic figure and and uh, very tormented. And I thought in this other story that I wrote and never published, he was. Uh, wasn't really an important character in that world, but I would had a lot of time working on him. And when I started writing a uh, possible supervillain, I realized, you know, there, put him in powered armor and he'd be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and it sort of evolved from there. Uh, a uh, One person early on described my character as being if uh, Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne had a love child and that love child turned to evil that would be that would be dr fidd and that's really what i was trying to go for is this very intelligent thoughtful intensely driven character but um not perfect you know he's he's needs to be relatable to the reader and i think that was really my goal was to make someone who does bad things Still um, charming enough that the audience will care about uh, what he does and why he does it and feel bad for him when he fails. Or succeed and, uh, and uh, feel bad when he succeeds too.
0: <laughs> mm. So you mentioned earlier that. About a year and a half ago, you decided to get serious with your writing, and you've been writing for several years. What did Get Serious entail? What steps did you take now that you made that decision that you were going to write a novel, and now at this point, two and more forthcoming?
1: Well, uh, the, the first and most, most important step was uh, buying a piece of software called Scrivener. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helped me get a, I'm going to say, the 2,000-foot view of the plot line and organize things, um, I started doing uh, outlines, which I hadn't done in the past. And that was, I think, the real breakthrough was developing a outlining style that was loose enough that I could still enjoy the process and be surprised by what my characters do and let them grow and learn from (laughs) their experiences as I write. And at the same time, still guide them towards a uh, a definite goal and a definite plot. Um, So I think the ability to organize things and write outlines was really the big thing that helped me approach larger projects.
0: So at the end of a project, does your does the novel reflect that outline very accurately, or does it change greatly throughout?
1: Oh, it changes every day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But every time I, I shouldn't say it changes every day. That's not quite accurate, but it does change sometimes dramatically. Uh, The second book in particular ended in a completely different way than I originally intended. And I think it's more powerful for that. But the, um, for the most part, I try and keep on the on the general guidelines of what I wanted a book to accomplish, in the sense of what more what moral did I want to get across, what uh, emotion did I want the audience to feel, and uh, the goal was to build the Doctor Fidd's story in three book arcs. And this so this is kind of the end of a trilogy that I'm currently working on and mm-hmm. book 2 is kind of the uh empire strikes back <laughs> book of uh. the uh, series <laughs> so in in the sense that it, you know where it needs to be in the in the level of tension and character development so um i'm not going to say i follow the outlines dramatically um perfectly i should say but i do um always keep in mind the reasoning that I had in the outlines I will also note that uh, the looser the outline the faster I write the more I try reining myself to a really tightly plotted outline the slower I write so it's always a balancing act
0: You mentioned earlier that you first started working on a fantasy novel and that one didn't quite go as planned, so you switched to what became Fid's Crusade. Do you mind me asking what happened with that fantasy novel? I know you mentioned you were going to finish it later, but what went wrong, so to speak?
1: (laughs) Well, what went wrong with that one is I didn't have a good enough outline and I wrote myself into a corner. And I realized that I had... I, I would need to fundamentally alter a large swath of what I'd already written in order to um, make sure that the tension was building in an appropriate manner, that the plot evolved in the direction I wanted to head. So that was kind of my first attempt at outlining, and it wasn't enough is, I guess, the best way to put it. It was um, and a, a uh, poor outline led to a poor result. And um, I learned from that and moved forward
0: excellent so you're working on your third novel and uh, a question i've asked others before is especially when it comes to say a trilogy or a series is how do you go about ensuring that you have an equal amount of tension in each of the iterations within that series or even you're building tension throughout a book series because uh, i've read too many series in the past that seem to hit a climax and then fade through the next three books well, um what
1: I, I I thought of that from the very beginning. Like I said, I, I thought of the overall arcing three book arc to start out with. And in a weird way what I decided to do is that the stakes are for the world were are the biggest in book one and then they get more personal as time goes on. So in, in as an example in book one and I'm not sure how much of a spoiler this should be because mm-hmm. it is kind of mentioned that the uh, book, the entire world is in peril mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Dr. Fidd, the villain that's been terrorizing the planet for the last 20 some odd years has to decide if he's going to uh, step up and save, save the world that he's been um, terrorizing or at least, um that he'd stepped away from for for all that time and in the second book it becomes more personal it's it's not the world it's local it's um it's his city it's his friends it's it becomes more personal between from book 1 to book 2 and even more so in book 3 so it's instead of the the tension is shifting from these world shaking events to um very powerful character arcs. And that and that that was the plan for this particular trilogy, I guess, is for it to become more personal and less um action adventure, big fights against Thanos type things. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> Actually it's not enti- not entirely true that, but there are still uh plenty of times to punch someone in the nose but uh, <laughs> but the stakes are definitely um more in the heart
0: a lot of the praise from for your books comes from the standpoint of the humor that's in it. Often it's described as dark humor. Um in conversations I've had in the past with other authors, humor is one of the most difficult things to accomplish in writing. It's a, quite a popular take, I think. So, how did you go about ensuring that your humor was actually funny but you weren't getting into the realm of absurd? Well,
1: um a lot of that is just getting into the mindset of the character and his twisted viewpoint. He is not entirely sane in in as or I shouldn't say that he's not well adjusted um he's snarky, he's observant, and he notices the behaviors of other people and occasionally plays along with the absurdity that he sees and sometimes just uses it to his advantage. And I think that's really the basis of a lot of his dark, snarky humor is that he um, is observant enough and awa- self-aware enough to see the, um, the, the strangeness of these costumed battles and the, um hmm. uh, and the the world that has evolved the entire social structure that has evolved around superheroes and supervillains. Interesting. So, I guess the, the answer for that really is uh seeing how what the character finds funny and uh, letting that loose. You have to <laughs> have to let your characters laugh.
0: <laughs> so, so true. Um, So as we get more near towards the end of the interview, I always ask the question of if you were to speak to an aspiring writer or even to yourself when you made that decision to get serious, what pieces of advice can you offer to help them get through the journey you've already completed?
1: Um, One thing I would recommend to any aspiring author... Is learn marketing too? Don't just <laughs> don't just expect to press publish and everything will be uh, done because that you'll be very disappointed. You won't reach an audience. So I guess the best piece of advice I can offer is read a lot, practice a lot, and pay attention to the business side because you need to get your book out in front of people. You need to get them to you need to have uh, an idea of how you're going to get it into people's hands. And that's, I mean, beyond just the how to write, which I think is really just a question of uh, reading a lot and writing a lot and getting lots of feedback and being open to the um, criticism that you'll receive at every step of the way.
0: There's a business to writing. Yep, I've definitely heard that before. <laughs> so then my final question for you, David, is what is next for you? Well,
1: um, I'm working my way through book three in the Chronicles of Fid, and that's coming along very well. I'm happy with my progress. I'm really looking forward to sharing that with the world. And after that, I'm going to be returning to uh, the fantasy novel that I abandoned oh. jumped for Fid. So um, I'm going to be sort of switching genres around and uh, doing at least one fantasy novel, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. I'm uh, having too much fun to quit, that's for sure. But um, at that point, we'll, I'll be evaluating the business side, the uh, what I'm enjoying most and where my fans are and what people want.
0: Wonderful. And thank you so very much to David Atrese for that incredible interview. I know I learned a lot. and I'm sure many of you have learned several other things. And again, another point that I'd like you all to take home with you is considering the business that is involved in writing, knowing your market and ensuring that you're not only writing for yourself if you want to make a career out of this. Otherwise, if you don't, go ahead and write for yourself be sure to check back for the first read aloud episode that will be dropping probably the week after this show is produced looking to use those again as a buffer between these interviews and they will be comprised of me reading aloud some of my own work thank you again to david h reese please check out his fids crusade series with the second book just coming out and then the third book is on its way thank you so much see you next time